everybody. This week, Three Sides of the Coin, we dig into the Destroyer box set, and it's not even out yet. How can we do this? We're joined by the man who put it together. Two hours insight into the Destroyer box set. And all your geeky questions will be answered. Yes. We ask them. Might not get the answer you want, but we ask them. Yes. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. We are finally back to the two that matter. I know you've, you know, when I was gone, you had to put up with other twos and other threes and whatever. Now it's just the place was classed up. It's Mike and Mark, and we're the only ones that matter. I mean, nobody else contributed to the show anyway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of people contributing, let me do Ed's job here. Um, And I'm going to read some comments from. This week's show that just went live about the Kiss on Tour 1974 to 1983 book. Um, Is it supposed to be called Magic or something? I heard about something like that. What is it called? Did they change the name? Yeah. Just keep holding on to your money because you're never getting it back, book. (laughs) Um, I have not pre-read these comments, so some of them may be an embarrassment to read. I don't know. Um, let's just start right off the top here with Rome loves Dan. Mark can never bring it up. The reality of the creatures tour often enough in total agreement. The March 27th, 1983 creature show was my favorite kiss show of all time. The tour is fantastic. Band was hungry not to prove themselves. No more mailing it in. And I'm usually a blue Kool-Aid drinker. It is tragic that many miss this tour by choice. Completely agree. A lot of KISS fans checked out, and you you made a mistake by checking out on this tour. Uh, look, I've seen over 200. The number one one was yep. Creatures. Um, Tim Cobb, another great book by Alan. Highly recommended. Um, Toby Jenner, you may have to wait a while to hear Priest play semi-live again. yeah i mean for those of you don't know priest just had to basically postpone their entire tour because of some uh medical issues within the band yeah it wasn't even covid it wasn't even uh, heart issues he just and and what's it richie faulkner yes yeah Uh, he just today as i'm reading this um got out of heart surgery he's recovering from major heart surgery i mean you got to know this had to be unexpected, unknown, and really serious. Because he basically went from doing a show to the next day, the tours postponed and surgery. I will tell you, I'll, you know, I was fortunate enough to be really close. I had great seats for Priest a couple of weeks ago. I wasn't 10, 15 feet from Rich. I, mean, he, I was right in front of him all night. He looked the picture of health. He was mm-hmm. head banging, rocking singing that's how coming i'm like richie really 
It, I, I was just shocked. Matter of fact, Mike, you were the one who. Yeah, I, I, I messaged it to you. I'm just like, where did out of the blue Judas Priest? You know, it's like Tom, Tommy had just gone to the priest show in Minneapolis to photo and photographed it. Put it this way: had I, I was close enough to notice if he was looking tired or dragging, or because I've seen priests a bunch of times, but he looked the picture of health. I, that's what floored me about it, you know. And you know, and and I don't want to, I don't want to be, you know, somebody who's all about doom and gloom. But when, when I saw the way this was announced and how quickly it happened, I'm like, oh my god, is this easy top all over again? You know, you know, is this is this the stones all over again where one day it's announced that somebody's taking a break and the next day they're dead. I mean, you know, the way this happened just feels like it was an unknown ailment that all of a sudden came up out of the blue and immediately rushed to a hospital and put into surgery. I mean, I just don't see you waiting to announce something like that at the last minute unless it was a last minute event that happened it, I, you know what um guessing by you know again the show i saw less than two weeks ago tommy's photos you know he looked strapping and healthy yeah. you yeah. know um so our heart goes out you know let's cross our fingers that that everybody's going to be okay and priest will get back on the road but yeah, no, i will tell you that that show was phenomenal um and tell you what you know i i touched on it last time too it was great because they really mixed up the set i mean you got another thing coming i mean i know this is a kiss podcast but i think most everybody in this audience would know that song and it's one of their biggest hits it's third in the set they you know for years they saved it at the end it was yep. almost like they wanted to get it out of the way you almost know? like kiss how about playing rock and roll all night at the beginning of the They're show to get it out show. of the way yeah yeah just you got just plenty of other rocking tunes just mix well, it up fair, yeah. if you remember during the alive three tour it, it you know it wasn't it wasn't last so. i mean i again and i i go back to it was the crazy nights tour where they opened the show with love gun yeah that was uh that was a eye opener well they did that also uh oh four uh rock the nation they opened did they okay so anyway our fingers are crossed and our thoughts and prayers are with the whole judas priest camp and yes it just says one more time if you got a chance to go see your favorite band that's decades old you might want to go do it because they're getting old i tell you what before we get to our guest um because i had a couple people text me that know that we record on Tuesdays. They wanted a review of the Ace and Alice. I'll just give you a really quick review. Um, loved it. Crowd ate it up. Um, you know, Michael and I uh, talked last time about Ace's um, set. Kiss, he kiss heavy set list. Well, it was all Kiss until uh, this. I think Detroit was, he, he played uh, um, Rip It Out. He didn't open with it, though. It was third. Okay. I think that was the only so technically solo song, still no rock soldiers or anything, but I will tell you, and just as predicted crowd ate it up at good, place. Good. Loved good. What they were hearing. They loved hearing Detroit rock city. They loved hearing deuce. And it was funny. Cause I remember when they did Detroit rock city, there were some people sitting as soon as they started playing that the whole audience stood up. I mean, it was uh it's pretty, pretty big deal. And, and again, like Michael just said, um, 
seeing Alice Cooper, he's in this gotta be what 73 ish. I'm guessing. Oh, I was going to say mid seventies. Yeah. You'd never know it. I think he was 40. He was all over the state. He worked that stage. You know, Alice is one guy. And I've always thought this for many years, getting older fits his character. You yeah. know, there's, there's a, there's a lot of rock stars that as they get old, you're like, Oh, you don't look much like a rock star anymore. Alice Cooper looks good as his character old. Yeah. It works for him. It really doesn't. Let me tell you, you know, he did the whole, you know, uh, guillotine thing and, you know, it was just, look, I've seen Cooper got many, 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 many times. Um, always a great show. You know, he was, uh, it was animated the band. Let me tell you, um, Oh God. Uh, what the heck's her name? Nina, the guitar player. She's, uh, just what a player, man. She can, she can play. Boy, that was, uh, that was really cool. And, and the, the normal band, Ryan and, uh, and Chuck and, you know, just Alice's band is fantastic. So mm-hmm. again, uh, four stars here, four out of four. Go support, um, go support Ace if you got the chance. We always say it. Go support him if you want him to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else in the Kiss world we need to touch on? The band is still out there touring, still out there kicking butt, selling out sheds. They're basically on shed dates right now. Tommy, Tommy, are they playing? Tommy's in Texas right now. That's where he's going. Is he? Okay. Yeah, he's going to see a few Kiss shows. So look for Tommy. Uh, although by the time you hear this, <laughs> yeah. Tommy will be home. He'll so. be home. Um, all right. Well, this week, an amazing two-hour discussion with the man who was in charge of designing and putting together the Destroyer box set. And more this, so than that, he's a great friend of both. Oh, of he's them. a great friend. All Tom, of Tom, Tom, Tom from T42 Design. He's worked on, if you're a KISS fan, you know, he's worked on many, many KISS projects and tour books and all sorts of stuff. Um, He's been on here before, um, but he was so gracious to come on and talk to us about this incredible box set. And he said two hours, talks about what his role was and just everything that went into putting this together. He talked this is this is well worth the listen if you're excited about the destroyer box set you're going to find out what went into making this happen so let it roll and we'll see you at the end want to get your official three sides of the coin logo and shocker tee now you can we ship worldwide get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com
do Beth, what can I do? Hey, Three Sides World, we are extremely excited to welcome back. And I don't know, is this your second or third time, Tom? Second. Second time. It, ah. It's been five years. Five years. What Much are we too long? I know. You, you need to do a little bit more work with Kiss to get on here more often. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're excited to have Tom from T42 T4 Design back. I don't even know what we talked about the last time you were on, Tom. Well, I, I can, I can, I clearly remember it. Because um, we don't pay uh, attention to our own shows. Well, but like Mark always says, it's all about timeline, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this was uh, 2016, last time I was on, or the first time I was on. And I had just broken my leg in a ski accident. So I was sitting on my couch working on a new KISS project, which at the time I wasn't able to talk about. And that was actually KISS Rocks Vegas. Okay. You know, which didn't come out until, I can't even remember, later that year or something. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm, but, not, I'm, not, I'm not that geeky that I pay attention to release dates. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I do remember it because obviously uh, 2016, I don't know, was a, at least for me, was a, was sort of a, a big year. Um, but I remember talking about the project that I can't talk about. <laughs> well, well, we might get some of that today as well. But uh, we're, we're talking about the incredible and we're not saying that because we're paid, even though some of you idiots out there think we are, because I couldn't give KISS my $200 quick enough for the <laughs> KISS Destroyer box set that's coming in November, right? November 19th, yes. November 19th. Um, you know, this dropped in our laps, I don't know what, a couple weeks ago is when it was announced? month yeah not even a month yeah. and i i i can just tell everybody personally as soon as i saw it, it was like jaw dropping holy f this is exactly what i've been wanting kiss to do for the longest time and you know i remember the the first post said go to kiss online to order it and i'm going there and i'm like there's nothing there where does the link go i need to order this before it sells out and you know thankfully got their act together and they got the links fixed and everything else and you know yeah. as i said i couldn't give them my money quick enough to order this box set i think you're the same way mark right mm -hmm. that is true very very impressed with uh you know all the work that Tom and everybody over there did. Um, look, this is this sure looks like everything that uh, you know, everything that we'd want as Kiss fans. I mean, uh, 
look, uh, you know, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. And uh, that's certainly what KISS fans come to expect. And uh, I think they're going to get that. Uh, anybody who hasn't seen the video yet, maybe uh, you should uh, put that little teaser in at some point, Mike. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll throw the video commercial in because, yeah, it's, it's, it's just impressive. It's what, you know, for years, KISS fans, we've always, okay, you did that little Love Gun Deluxe package cd it had one extra disc okay i got it but right. you know we're sitting here going look at what metallica's doing look at what def leppard's doing look at what every other band out there is doing and and we know kiss has the ability to do something incredible for as long as they've been around and as deep as their archives are when are they going to get it right and and by they i'm not just singling out gene and paul because this is a big commitment by the record label no yeah. this isn't just gene and paul saying we're going to do this and spend our money on it the record label's got to buy into this as well yeah no and i i can reassure everybody that the people from the record company from universal are as committed as can be uh, and that's really, really a, a cool thing. Uh, it just, it's just, ta it's taken years. I mean, there were conversations years ago about this. Uh, and, you know, I don't know exactly what the things, you know, the negotiations, uh, what it took to, uh, I can only imagine that maybe, you know, Gene and Paul said, you know what, um, we're not getting younger and let's do this. And I'm sure there was contracts with, you know, financials involved and all that stuff. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm just, I, I'm personally, I, I was just like so happy that finally, finally, after years of, Hey, what do you think about this? Should we do this? And what do you think about it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, everybody else, like you just said, everybody else is doing it. You know, the Led Zeppelins and the, the you know, all the Black other Sabbaths are, are really, really good too, the ones they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And Metallica's been doing a stellar job. With I think whatever. they're the they're the benchmark, really. That the it's, stuff that Metallica's doing is just insane. Yeah. It's but it's a benchmark that's really I think really hard to meet. Uh because I, I think these guys have just so much stuff and also they own a lot of that stuff mm -hmm. you know um, i mean that's the thing with metallica everybody just remember metallica owns all of their music right and that's and the, we yeah. don't need to go into what that means but it just means they don't have to answer to a record label yeah that's as simple as what it is if metallica wants to release something they release something if kiss yeah. wants to release something it has to involve the record label. Well, to be fair, too, uh, Lars is very hands-on. Yeah. You, whether you, whatever you think of the guy, he gives a shit about their legacy, like a lot. And uh, you know, oh, big really, time. What? Yeah, he really puts his heart and soul into it. It's it's obvious. Yeah. So so Tom, what what was what's your exact role slash title for the Destroyer box set project? So the exact title is uh, designer, art director, meaning I was heavily involved in all the stuff that's in there, deciding, you know, 
or should we do this poster? Should we do this? Should we do that? And what's all all the all the visuals are basically decided by me, um, along with you know obviously I've been working with Ken Sharp on this. Uh, he wrote a bunch of the liner notes, uh, <laughs> actually a lot of liner notes. And, you know, Ken, obviously, as you guys know, is, you know, master of knowledge of anything KISS. And um, so we, you know, once the project got on the way officially, you know, we're on, on the phone almost every day, just tossing ideas back and forth. What do you think about this? Should, I, should we use this photo? Should we do that? You know, and... Um, and, you know, there was, you know, the, the few people from the record company who had like initial input, like, oh, you know, how about that? Um, and then we just spun it further. Um, and uh, yeah, so basically I, I'm the guy responsible for the way the whole box looks. Okay. So when, when did this officially get the green light? Do you remember? Yeah, I mean, you know, with with COVID last year, um, the initial uh, launch of, of, the, of the project was going to be early in the year last year. And then, you know, we all went to lockdown. And by launch, and, you mean the initial hope to release it was going to be early last year? No, no, the, the, the start of the project. Start of the project. Okay. Yeah, like the green light, the official green light. Okay when things get on, put on a release schedule and, uh, you know, two, two weeks later, we all like shut our doors and we all hunkered down and, and pretty much for, you know, a few months, uh, let's say three, four months, nothing happened. You know, I think it wasn't until August of last year, when the first emails started coming back in and like, hey, you've able available to uh, to work on this. Um, like, well, yeah, <laughs> I've only been waiting for a few months now. So I, I think we, we officially started working on it uh, back in October of last yeah, October last year. Okay, so we're, we're, we're looking at basically a year from when it officially started to when it you know, is, is coming out roughly. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, lit, it's, it's literally being printed as we speak or it's, well, by the time the show will air it, everything will be printed. Um, and then there's a lot of assembly and all that stuff involved. Uh, are, you know, just, you know, as a quick side question, cause as we know, you know, COVID is just has disrupted supply chains immensely. Is this stuff, being printed internationally and shipped over here? Do we have to worry about it being stuck on a container ship outside the port <laughs> of LA for three months? That's completely out of anybody's control? No, everything is uh, printed in the US. Okay, good, yeah. good. Yeah. So yeah. Let, back to your role. So art director, were, were you responsible for basically coming up with ideas of what to include or did the band and slash label come to you and say okay we want to include some posters we want to include some tchotchkes we want to include some photos 
And then you took that lead and said, okay, here's the posters, here's the photos. Or did you just come back to them and say, well, here's what I think we should put in. Here's all the goodies that should be included. Well, <clears throat> there, there were a few initial uh, discussions with uh, one of the project managers, Steve, who is based in the UK. And he had some you know, good ideas of uh, certain things that should be in there. And, you know, at the same time, like I, I started writing down notes, like, you know, what I think should be in there, like, you know, the press, no, not the press kit, the, uh, the Kiss Army kit. And there were those more, more like loose ideas or let's replicate the tour program. Um, but then I think I got into like more the nitty gritty, like I go, okay, specifically, like, what are we going to do? Um, obviously, the, uh, for example, the tour program, the original is like 16 inches tall. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't have fit in the box. Exactly. <laughs> so, and I recall like having a couple of conversations actually with you, Mark, about your replicas of sorts. And I remember you told me uh, that you're, not a big fan of that kind of stuff and i said well what if something is replicated um true to what the original was but at a smaller size maybe so it can't be passed off as the yes. original exactly and i was very adamant about that kind of stuff that you know because i hate nothing more than like seeing idiots selling stuff on ebay like oh i you know got a mint condition tour program <laughs> you know trying to pass it on as like you know the, the original thing and you know all, all the stuff that we've redone has like the universal music uh you know new copyrights copyright. all that yeah so so nobody can go out there and sell stuff trying to pass it on as and, like, and yet i mean we know there's going to be some nut job that's going to try yeah. and do it <clears throat> yeah and we'll just call them out you know <laughs> But, you know, the, I, the, the cool thing was I, I really was given in a way a bit of a carte blanche. I mean, I had no conversations with Gene and Paul about this. I don't even know, honestly, if they knew that I was involved. I assume that they were told that Tom is going to do it because I've been doing so much stuff with those guys over the last 20 years. And so I just like, you know, ran with it and said, well, you know, there's there's the classic photos. And I said, so let, let, let's do one of the Empire State, you know, photos as a, as a poster. And uh, Ken came up with the idea of using one of the, the shots from uh, the Paul Lynch show. I got, and, I, and I got to tell you, I mean, not that I, I had any reservations about buying this, but when I saw that photo from the Paul Lynch, I'm like, that's it. I'm buying it. I mean, they, they, they included a Paul Lynn live photo, which for me is, was my Beatles moment for Kiss. Well, see, this is a funny thing. Um, you know, me growing up in Europe, I had no idea what Paul Lynn was. And, I, you know, once I dug, started digging deeper into Kiss and once I lived in the States, I started understanding the magnitude of that night. Uh, obviously, I didn't see it at the time. Uh, and Ken basically said, you know, this is the equivalent to, to the, the Beatles being on TV that night. Uh, 
and I'm like, oh wow, you know, this this is this is big, and and also it sort of like bookends the story of Destroyer, and then it 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 you know goes into the next phase, rock and roll over, with then Beth becoming a big hit at, at the at the at the end of that year. So yeah, so we we took the liberty of like creating new stuff, like things that didn't exist back then. You know, like we did these trading cards or these like eight by tens with these like double exposure photos uh, that we that we found, and uh, yeah, so it it was uh, it was a very sort of organic process, and I mean the trick again was finding photos that nobody's seen before, which you know gets just harder and harder as you know with every kiss project especially the especially I, I would say the 70s stuff where so much is on the internet you know you, we see it every day on facebook uh destroyer has actually got almost a a unique problem that 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 tour was short there's not a lot of shows <laughs> involved i'm talking about the actual destroyer right. tour right Summer People tour. Do yeah. not realize how freaking short that tour was. Yeah. What was it? Started I mean, the, what, the, July? The, 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 and the crazy thing is, you know, like when they went to Europe uh, in the spring, there's way more photo material yes. from that yes, tour. I mean, there's an a there's an abundance of live and off stage, you know, whatever you you know. There's hardly anything like that once they come back to the States. Hey, Tom, I don't know if you used the picture, but this was the one that perplexed me as a kid. And I just want to share it on the show because you can find these on the Internet. But those pictures, I want to say they're from maybe Germany, but it's Gene and Paul and Ace and Peter. They're holding the pictures of the poster magazine where they're in their destroyer outfits but yep. they're in their alive outfits holding those. And those have always been like a part of history that, especially when I was younger, I remember the first time I saw photos on like that. I'm like, huh? How, how'd that How's happen? that happen? <laughs> yeah. But, but there's, there's, a, you know, when Kiss, you know, tried on their costumes for the first matter of fact, and Tom, I think you, you know this too. Ace's like Ace's boots weren't ready. And I think same with Paul's. The very first time they wore the destroyer outfits, they weren't complete. Right. But but they did do some of those photo sessions early on. And by the time those photo sessions started hitting the press, Kiss still hadn't debuted that look live. Right. And and again, that made for a really weird time in history. Whereas in Europe, technically they were on their destroyer tour, but photographically, for the most part. Um, there's some minor things that the geeks could, see, but most people go, "Oh, that's those are the they're there." Could, in could you life. imagine if that had happened now with the internet? How much the fans would have teared it apart and dissected it and questioned <laughs> it? I mean, back then, you know, for for a lot of fans, you didn't even catch it right away. It wasn't a big deal. It was just another photo of Kiss until you were like. Yeah wait a second uh what's that boot doing there but but then again you weren't jumping on 
the internet telling everybody you might have maybe gotten your best friend from across the street and said, did you see this photo? That's kind of cool. And that was the end of it. That would have been, that would have been dissected to death if that happened today. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, it, it took me like over the years, it took me a while to like understand, and this is why this this particular project was so interesting because it, it was this is like three years before I became a Kiss fan. So for me personally, it was sort of like a time travel and and re, a, a reliving a year of being a Kiss fan that I where I wasn't a Kiss fan and understanding the whole like yeah why did they come to Europe? Well, there's actually the time the tail end of the, you know, the previous tour and why did they still, yeah, all those kind of questions and trying to understand um, that, that whole thing. Um, and then realizing how all of a sudden then they come back to the States and they're playing stadiums, you know, like, so, so it was for me personally, as I'm working on this for literally a year, not every day, obviously, <laughs> or I, I, I may be, uh, you know, it, it would have not ended well, but <laughs> um, it was uh, a very interesting, yeah, like a, like, a, like a trip back into time to like dissecting the, the different parts of that year and when was the recording and then they went on tour and then the, you know all, all this stuff it was assembling that timeline yeah and i remember mark you and i talked once uh on on the that destroyer tour in the states they didn't play detroit rock city i uh, know they well they didn't they played the song as, they didn't as play in the city as in the city and they didn't they, they didn't play beth on the tour that didn't yeah. happen until the next tour that was another th a funny thing about the book ending which you were talking about being the paul lynn show technically that was just that was literally what a week or two before rock and rollover was going to be released yeah you would have thought that a coin would again would have went hey let's push the the new let's record put a, let's, <laughs> let's put a new song in here as well yeah <laughs> and and even that i mean don't get me wrong. Detroit Rock City was a single along with Beth, but and and I'm very grateful they did a you know that very abbreviated version of King of the Nighttime World, but that didn't seem to be the you know shout it out loud. I guess would have been I don't know. I'm uh, you would have you know thinking like a manager, wouldn't you have put the song you were you'd hope to be a hit? You know what I mean on the on that massive TV yeah. exposure, not a not an album cut. I mean, and again, guys. You have you, you can't look at this the way us KISS fans do. Yeah, we all know and love King of the Nighttime World, but they're trying to move product. They they want they want the single, they want the catchy song that's gonna be mm -hmm. you know potentially a radio hit. And I gotta admit too, you know, it's been a joy. It's funny because once once I saw the video and everything, I, I instantly went back and listened to Destroyer for the millionth time, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And I, it still perplexes me that Shout It Out Loud was not a bigger hit. I know it did very well in Canada, but man, how did that, to me, how did that not hit top 10? That, that really had everything that a 70s 
top was it, it, was, it, it was an anthem as much as rock and roll all night was an anthem. Well, well, all kidding aside, and, and, and I hope no one takes offense to this, but, you know, Kiss right around that time was a lot in like 16 magazine and stuff and just starting to that. But, you know, something like Saturday Night by the by, you know, the Bay City Rollers isn't that far different than Shout It Out Loud in many aspects. Right. You know, if you went roller skating to it, it has that that beat and that chorus and the sing along, the very anthemic tone. Just to, to this day, I'm like, how did that not hit? This yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, it's one of my favorites when I go see them, you know, more so than rock and roll all night in a way. Well, I mean, even you were in Europe at the time, um, I'm, I'm assuming 76, Tom sweet i mean that yeah. had that had they were hitting you know big with those types of songs the big choruses the big anthems it just perplexed me that shouted out loud never joined the you know the teenage rampages i guess 1976 i was seven years old all i listened to was the beatles and that's all i knew at the time really yep it's all i knew until a friend of mine came to my apartment with the 45 of I was made for loving you. He's like, dude, you gotta check this out. I got it from my older brother. And I'm like, I look at the cover, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> okay, put it, you know, I go like, put it on. <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, what is this fucking disco music? <laughs> Cause at the time, my mom, she was listening to the Bee Gees, ABBA, Diana Ross, Donna Summer. And I'm like, and, you know, my mom's, you know, I, I love her, obviously, and she's been a huge influence on my, my life. But I, I don't want to listen to the same music that my mom listens. That's, that's, she probably would like this crap. And he's like, okay. My friend goes, okay, okay. I'll flip it over. And hard time, hard times comes home. I'm like, okay, now, now, now we're talking. <laughs> it's it's funny though with Destroyer. I remember because that was really right in my wheelhouse. I was 11 in '76, and here in Detroit, that record was just everything. Keep in mind, I have older brother, older sister. I remember the the cream ads with the the next one. You know what I mean? Just there was mm -hmm. no no album art but i mean i remember seeing that and i remember the newspaper article some of which i sent to you of the of of that time you know collecting all that kind of stuff and it just because that was right when my fandom was just taking off like i could not get enough kiss pictures i could not get in i was just voracious because alive was so big and my older brother had alive and we played that thing constantly. So, I mean, by the time Destroyer hit, it was a full-on rabid Kiss fan. And mm. uh, that's a very oh, wow. special time. Uh, again, in Detroit, they were on the radio. Uh, I remember cutting the newspaper articles out when when they were, uh, they, you know, I remember those shows. I was too young to go, but I remember when they were at Kobo for three nights in January of 76. And it, that was huge news. And that was right when I was starting to switch over to FM radio you know, from like CKLW, um, the big eight, which was covered, you know, all the way, you know, shit, a large part of the Midwest. 
you know what I mean? Just starting to listen to FM and just kiss was just taking over, you know, that was just such a special time. So yeah, the destroyer era is very special to me. Plus that was, I bought destroyer new with like my own money. And, and I remember getting that and just, I I remember one thing though, (laughs) I remember going to, why is just the lyrics to Detroit Rock City on here? You know what I mean? I, I, I remember that specifically. And I sent away, that was the first Kiss Army kit. I, I put my $5 in and, you know, sent that away uh, there too. I mean, and that was really my big, huge blast off for Kiss was right in that time. I'd already been a fan. My you know, Again, my older brother and older sister liked Kiss. It was cool to like Kiss at that, at that point. I was, in, I was just starting uh, junior high school. It was a big deal, man. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think just like where you're saying, I, I think for me, putting this whole thing together was um, reliving something that I couldn't participate in back then. But with every flyer that, you know, all the guys that were part of this project sent me, whether it was, you know, or a ticket stub. And I would get the scan of a ticket stuff from whatever show. And of course, some of them we've seen before in, in uh, you know, whatever projects or publications and others, I hope, you know, are new or, or fresh or people haven't seen. And it was almost like, you know, I'd look at these ticket stuffs. I'm like, wow, this guy, this guy went to that show. He was, this guy was there. And so for me, uh, designing the whole, putting the whole thing together was, just almost like had a little glimpse of like being part of like what happened back then. And I actually have a great story about um, a ticket stub. So being a designer doesn't mean just being, um, you know, putting images and words together on the layout. It also involves a lot of research and it's a part of that I actually really love doing. And for a project like this, it's actually, I would, well, the most, the most important part, I would say, because you can't do, you can't get to the design part if you haven't done your proper research part and gathering all the assets. So as you guys know, uh, I think it's disc number four, that is the uh, Paris show. Uh, from 76 and so one thing I didn't know about the Paris show that that show was at 3 30 in the afternoon Hmm. Hmm. why (laughs) because the evening was booked and Chuck Berry was playing the same venue I did not know that and so you know I'm like okay I got to find material for this digipack for the the Paris disc. I can't just use like, you know, like a Hammersmith photo or a Manchester photo, which is, you know, could be similar. I could have used some close up and sort of faked it. But I was so adamant about like, no, I got I got to find a photo of the band on stage at this venue the, the olympia in paris and it had a this this venue still exists today and has a very particular it's not just like your straight like edge like stage it, it's sort of a, a 
you know, half circle uh, rounded kind of stage. And one of the photos we've seen on that, you know, bootleg from whatever years ago. And I said, I gotta, I gotta find a photo from that show and officially license it, obviously. And it, it took me several weeks to find the photo agency in Paris that actually has, uh, you know, several, probably like, I want to say two strips of film, which is about 20 photos mm. from that show in black and white. And they're all very similar, um, taken from upstairs from the sort of the, the balcony area. So you get this overview. Because the trick is, or the thing is always like, I, I've, I, you know, I found a bunch of really cool photos, but, you know, there's always like, okay, you know, you got Gene and Paul in the frame, Ace is sort of cut off, forget about Peter in the back. <laughs> All you see is a bunch of, you know, Toms and, but that, so I was after, it has several weeks of like emailing with a bunch of French guys I, I finally came across this photo agency and, you know, we negotiated a deal, but, and that, that was great. And that worked out. And um, the other guy I found, and I think it was somewhere through Facebook and it was a lot, it was just a lot of digging and he, messaging people some of them would not respond and some guy res respond and say oh no that's not me I, you know you should contact that guy so i found a guy and he's credited in in the project as well he was 16 he was at the show and it was his first rock show and he still had that his ticket stub from oh that concert in Paris. And it took me a little bit of convincing as to who I am and what we're doing and what the project is. And, you know, in a way I couldn't say I had to be, you know, cause nothing was official at the time. I said, trust me, man, I am, you, you can go online, look me up look up t42 design hey, hey guys i gotta jump here i got uh work stuff i gotta do so i'll try and come back in a bit so all right all right continue no, on no if, I, if we'll, i don't we'll, make we'll, it back okay no right. worries we'll we'll hold the fort down mark um so continue tom yeah so um luckily i was able to convince this guy and um he knows who he is if he watches it next week and uh, he's credited in the project and he, he got me a scan of his ticket of that show. And uh, I was just like, it was like a treasure hunt. Mm -hmm. And it was funny, I, I was talking to Alan uh, the other week and we were talking about trying to find those things, the, the photos that nobody's seen before or things that people haven't seen. And it literally was a treasure hunt. And it took it took weeks to find and convince people uh, that, you know, you, you don't want to come off like, hey, you know, I'm some bullshit guy. Like, you know, just give me that scan. So I, can I just want it for my personal collection. Exactly. And luckily, you know, um, 
I guess, you know, I, 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 I did establish a bit of a credibility over the years. I said, you know, dude, if you don't trust me, like look me up and, you know, look, look, see what I've done and who I am. And then, you know, people are like, oh, okay, that's cool. And I said, and you, you get your name in there. I don't have any money for you, but please, please do me the favor. Give make, scan me that ticket. And, you know, and so I think it's, you know, there, there's certain things like that, that that's going to be in this box set that hopefully will add like a special element and, um, you know, something that hasn't been seen, you know, let, let me let me take you back to something you mentioned. Um, you said that you really didn't have any input from Gene and Paul on this, which I find interesting considering this is Destroyer, what a pivotal album it is for them. Mm -hmm. What an incredible box set. I mean, this is sort of, yeah, they did that box set back in 2000. And that's a little in my mind was a little different. That was an all encompassing box set. This is now an enhanced album box set. First time that's ever been done for kiss. Yeah. And then knowing somebody, especially Gene, knowing how much he's into the band's history and everything that's out there. I'm, I'm a little surprised that they didn't have any, suggestions of oh you know we'd like to have something like this included could you try and track this down you know this would be cool to include you're saying that that wasn't happening no no and you know like i can only think and i i think in my little mind that they're putting sort of all that sort of trust upon me and the people at the record company to put together uh, a decent package. Um, other than that, I, I can't really tell you, you know? Um, I mean, there wasn't even a point where you were like submitting mock-ups or design templates to say, okay, what's this look like? Was that going to the label for approval? And then maybe going to the band? I just, I feel like, I mean, you know, as well as I do, especially Gene, I mean, you're always getting, you know, in the olden days, a fax sent back to you with, you know, scribbles <laughs> and directions and, you know. I know. I mean, yeah, I, I know. It's, it's still honestly kind of boggles my mind that I haven't had um any direct contacts with them during during this project and the the, the way things work when i do stuff for universal at the, the chain of command is sort of me working with universal because universal is my client kiss is not my client sure universal's hiring you yes and so they then go through management and and gene and paul and I get, you know, their feedback back via like, you know, two, three people. And yeah, basically I got the green light and I said, get started. You know what you're doing. And uh, I'm like, I do, <laughs> you know, but obviously 
I can only say that I know what I'm doing because I have the experience and the relationship with these guys. And I just think that, you know, from all the stuff I've done with, with, with all of them, whether it's you know, the guys or management, the label, I, I th there's just like a certain trust where, sure. you know, they just say, you know, yeah. Well, they, 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 they know that you're not just a designer on another project. You're a diehard Kiss fan who happens to be a designer. So therefore yeah. that, that, that gives you a little more insight, a little more ability than the average designer who is just taking on yet another project. And, you know, and particularly like with, 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 the, with Destroyer, so one of the, the good things that's been happening in the KISS camp, they've been digitizing a lot of their um, the photo material over the last few years. So I have access to all of that stuff. And so when you look at pictures from 76, you know, some of the stuff is a bit mixed up. And I remember that from doing the box set 20, you know, 20 years ago, where, you know, look at pictures from like, it could be 76 US tour, but, or when, once they went to Japan, same outfits, but there were slight nuances that were different. You know, for example, me being a guitar nut, like, you know, that's once they go into rock and roll over, Ace starts playing the triple humbucker Les Paul. Gene's, Gene has studs on his bass. Paul doesn't have the, the light streak thing in his hair anymore. So the drum riser is slightly different. There's a different frame around it. So you had, I had to start paying attention to all those little details where I, I'm, I'm looking through photos and like hundreds, if not thousands of photos. Like, oh no, I can't use this one. That's mm -hmm. rocking all over. And um, so, yeah, that kind of that kind of knowledge that I developed over the years, you can't just hire a good designer and say, "Oh, design this." And you you got you, you literally literally have to have this deep knowledge. And there's there's other people who have way deeper knowledge than I do about all this like minutia stuff. Um, what kind of underwear did Gene wear on that day? But but you, you even if you didn't know the answer, you knew enough to say, I gotta question this and find the answer from somebody. Yeah, yeah. Not not or just would, let it go, it's close enough. Right. Or I would call Ken and I go, or he would shoot me a picture and I'm like, oh, use this picture of Ace. And I'm like, no, dude, that's you know, Ace is playing the triple humbucker, Les Paul. That's rock and roll over. It's an awesome photo. We're gonna we're going to save it for down the line, you yep. know, or put it aside. I can't use it because I'm going to get called out, <laughs> you know? Um, so it, yeah. And th that was, that, that was um, the tricky part about this. And then realizing how from the U S tour, while there are a lot of photos Unfortunately, a lot of the photos are not very good photos. A lot of them were, blur, you know, like full stage pictures I'm talking about. They were blurry and they're just, 
that's not worthy of being reproduced. So in the book, you'll see there's what I think the, the few pictures or a handful of stage pictures that I pulled that I also retouched, like, or, you know, old slides have a lot of mildew and scratches mm -hmm. and stuff like that. There were hours and hours of retouching that had to be done to restore something that is, you know, 45 years old to make it shine, to make it look as if it was almost like, an, uh, in a way, a new photo and like, uh, you know, all nicely color corrected and, um, yeah, so that 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 was that was a huge challenge, the, the photographic aspect and, and finding stuff that hasn't been seen a million times. And of course, there is the Barry Levine photo session in there with the, the Mylar glitter. But it's, you know, it's just part of the story. It's not like a big feature because I sort of downplayed it a bit because we've seen it so so much. But, but you know, I mean, I was going to mention this when you were talking about one of the key things was finding photos that have never been seen before. And as much as that is always cool and great and important, I think in a case like this box set, at least, and I'm only speaking for myself, it's about something that as a total package creates this feeling creates this excitement, creates this flashback, whatever you might want to call it. And you know what? Great. So what if it's the Paul, uh, uh, a photo from the Paul Lynn? It's like, yeah, I got the Paul Lynn video on my iPad all the time. I can watch it over and over. The fact that I've seen that image before doesn't change anything. It just makes it cooler because you know, we've talked about this in this day and age of the music business. It's all about creating an experience. And I think yeah. that's what, you know, this box set is about an experience. It's taking you back to 1976. Yeah, I got the Destroyer album when it came out. Yeah. But everything else that you're putting in here, even though I might have seen a ticket stub, I might have seen a photo of the Kiss Army kit. I've got the tour book doesn't matter you've put it all together to create this experience when i open this destroyer package i am going to be taken back to 1976 in all of its glory as a kiss fan i think that that i mean you completely nailed it uh i think that was my my, my goal that when you get this box that 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 hopefully this will happen to you even if you didn't you even if you were three and you didn't live through 76 or even if you weren't born in your mind you can go back and like oh that's how it was oh this is cool and this happened and that happened and um yeah it's it's because it, you can't ignore like some of these iconic photographs you know like in the um in the, uh, the two LP uh, package uh, on the inner gatefold, um, I'm using one of the motorcycle, the, the chopper shots. And I'm not using that in the book itself because um, it just 
for for some reason in terms of format and stuff it didn't work but it was part of the story and it was part of that one crazy day when they had like you know four or five photo shoots in one day empire and then you know the sparkle background the, the white background um and all this other stuff going on and i think yeah it, it i think experience is a good is a good way to describe this that you 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 immerse yourself and you can re in a way in in your mind relive the whole relive thing. it yep you're going back the one part that i am almost most proud about is is the the the, the piece that's going to be in there is a new piece that ken and i thought of we um came up with a a newspaper probably not that anybody hasn't done this before for you know box sets and stuff like that but we uh, created the uh, the kiss newspaper i think we called it the uh, gotham rock city news the greatest newspaper in the world you know very humble kiss style yeah and and that one's gonna have it's printed on like newsprint all just black and white and it's got all the track track by track commentary of each song by all kinds of people and it has a you know little pictures of like tape boxes uh that i would actually think people have never seen before so there, there's going to be lots of little eye candy you know interspersed throughout this box that hopefully that even the one that the most jaded kiss fans uh will go oh wow this is cool i've never seen this so i i all I can say is like, you know, we really, with, with the tools that we have, the, the, uh, the, the time that we had and the financial means, the budgets, we, we tried to find, you know, as much cool stuff that, you know, yeah, where even like, you know, guys like Mark will be like, oh yeah, this is cool. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Are, is, is there anything that you wanted to include in the box set that you couldn't, whether it was for budgetary reasons or not able to track down original, whatever it might have been? Is there something that you would really wanted? Well, I think it was more like a photo related um, where, you know, we found a bunch of really cool photos and actually it had more to do with Europe uh, where we had to go to some certain photo agencies and you know we said hey we want to use this photo or went to another agency as I want to use and you know unfortunately some of these people are completely unreasonable and they wanted not crazy amounts of money they, 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 they hear Kiss and Universal Music yeah. and they're like oh they'll spend a fortune yeah, and I said, look, um, my photo budget is X amount of dollars. And, and if we purchase your photo for a license, that would take up a third of the, the, the budget. And I had to pass. And, you know, I said, I, I, I'd like to come revisit talking to you on, you know, in the future. Um, but, you know, I can't spend you know, $700 on a photo that I'm going to use uh, the quarter page in the book. 
when I need to like, you know, pay all kinds of other people. And um, so that that's a regret, but it's uh, that's just reality that I knew I'm going to be faced with. Um, where, yeah, I can't just like post 80 pictures of Kiss online without paying anyone. Right. Um, just not a reference to any Facebook group now or so. Let's let, let's talk about the the book that's included. How many pages is the book? Uh, I, th- I, th- I think it's uh, 64 or 68, something like that. So it's it, it's a mixture of photos, um, commentary. What what what's the content in the book? So it starts with uh, the story of Destroyer, written by Ken Sharp, and it's an extensive analysis of the whole recording process, how it all came about. And then, you know, there's, there's pictures along the way. There's like a sidebar photos of the Empire State uh, photo shoot, the sparkle background photo shoot. Um, there's pages with tour flyers, uh, ticket stubs, and then there's also a, um, a kiss coming to Europe. I think it's called uh, Kiss in Europe, and that's written by um, Paul uh, Elliott, uh, well-known English writer, music journalist. So he he talks about Kiss coming to Europe and how literally in Europe nobody knew about this band. So the, for, from a European perspective, and then so that's sort of a section of like. You know them in Europe. And there's some some photos we know, so, some photos that maybe are lesser known, um, and so it, it just tells the story chronologically. And um, yeah, it's 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 a uh, you know as jam packed as I could make it. Which is, is is there any new content in the book? I guess from Gene and Paul. Meaning, did Ken? Get comments from Gene and Paul, interviews, commentary. Yes. Or anybody yes. else, you know, I mean, hey, did Ace have anything to contribute? Did Peter, did Bob Ezrin? Okay, first one, yes. Second one, no. Uh, Ace, yes. Um, Peter, unfortunately, no. But but Ezrin, he was he was asked. Yes, we approached okay. him. Okay. Um, and I think that's all I need to say. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ezrin, and, and Ezrin, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a bunch of other people that I didn't even know of, like uh, you know, people behind the scenes. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's. I think we, and especially Ken, made every effort to approach as many people that are luckily still alive. <laughs> Um, to 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 have them involved, some you know said no. Uh, luckily, others were were cool, um, and luckily, Ken from previous interviews, stuff that uh, hasn't been published, had interviews from certain people that have passed by you know in the meantime. So I think it's 
it's it, it's a really great read and i think uh, i mean it's oh my god like i think ken gave me a manuscript of like thirty-five thousand words and then paul's was about fifteen thousand words you know so i was faced with a lot of text and you had to and i assume edit that down quite a bit I try to not, because um, the worst you can do to a writer is like ask him to edit things down more. I mean, there was a paragraph here and there. I said, you know what? You know, Ace is repeating himself here. We can cut the second part. He's saying the same thing, or Gene is saying the same thing, or Paul is saying the same thing in, in a paragraph here and there. So I can cut that. And the cool thing was uh, the label again gave us sort of, uh, free range to like, hey, you know, just, you know, you guys know what you're talking about. You guys, uh, you know, know what's needed and what's not needed. And I said, yeah, I mean, I'd rather put a picture instead of like repeating a quote. Was 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 working with the label on this as good as you could have ever hoped for when working with a label? Yeah, I mean, considering the circumstances with, you know, with COVID, everybody's working from home. Um, I think, yeah, the, sometimes there was some delays in communication just because whatever personal reasons or this and that. But um, overall, it was it was very smooth. I mean, I, I couldn't really tell a difference from years before when people were working in-house um everybody was on it and uh, and you know considering you know one thing you once sometimes forget is like okay so i'm dealing with this guy this guy at the record label they're not just dealing on this with this kiss project they have five other right six other like box sets going whether it's cat stevens or rush or you know Guns and Roses or whatever, and, and, and they and they may not be Kiss fans like you're a Kiss fan. It's just yeah. another project for them. Yeah, they 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 may be really into it, but not as into it as I am. So yeah, um, and to totally understand. I mean, yeah, they're they have their plates full with stuff. So sometimes, you know, yeah, they're maybe like. I'd be waiting on an email for a day or two to get a response, but like, no big deal, you know. But I, but I, I, I guess I guess what I was hoping to see, and I think you answered it, was the the label's enthusiasm and commitment to this was as good as you could have hoped. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because I know as Kiss fan as Kiss fans over the years, we've been you know, there's more and more. Oh, what is the label doing? Why, you know, why are they doing nothing? Why are they going halfway? Where, you know, why? We know there's great stuff. What's going on? So, you know, that's part of what my excitement when this came out was, yes, the label finally got it. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think they got it some years ago. I think it was just a matter of like, you know, 
planning and financials. And obviously I don't know any detail of any of that kind of stuff, but I can only imagine coming to agreements between different parties and whatnot. But I think it, it was always in the plans to, uh, to do this and to do other projects. And, you know, who knows what the future will bring, but. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. so you, you, you brought up other projects and what the future will bring. We're going to get crucified if we don't ask. What about future box sets? I mean, again, we know as KISS fans, there's some, there's some amazing albums and periods of time out there that would warrant something as elaborate as the Destroyer box set. You think it's going to yeah. happen? I hope for myself because it'll keep me busy. <laughs> let's let, let's do yeah. a quick let's do a quick round here round table with the three of us. So those of you listening, Mark is back. Um, if you could each name two other Kiss albums that you would love to see a box set to this level, personally, what would you want, Mark? Oh, it's easy. Kiss Alive. I want all the. I want the complete original shows for the five or six shows that they, you know, use to, uh, to do that record with. I, that's my dream. Um, I don't know if, uh, if either one of you, I'm a huge Humble Pie fan and Humble Pie did that with the Rock and the Fillmore. They released all the shows. I think there was four right. or five and that box said, I love and It's funny, you know, because they're not a huge band in the way kisses um you know they just released it a little box but they had all the shows you know and each that's all i needed man i just wanted the tunes and uh man i, I listen to that I, the, the different live versions all the time i absolutely love that um that one and uh boy this is low-hanging fruit creatures you know just because it's, it's such an iconic record it just, it just sounded they finally sounded updated and, you know, we all know there's <laughs> Mike's gonna... <laughs> we know they did record It's My Life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I think Creatures would be a great one as well, because I know there's some other, you know, stuff out there. There's, you know, plenty of, uh, of uh, cool things they could uh you know, they could put in the trinkets box and, uh, and uh, maybe recreate the press kit. And I know that's just a very exciting time find a, to find a creatures live show and clean it yeah. up a little bit. And... Yeah. There's just so much they could do, you know, with that box set. So those would be my two. I, I, I would, EVH you know, my, and... my, my wish list would be rock and roll over because it was my first kiss album. It's, mm. you know, it, it it is an incredible Kiss album. I don't think many people will deny that. So I have no idea how much stuff would be available, but I would love to see that expanded. And then I'm 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 uh, with you guys, Creatures of the Night. That's just such to me. Having lived through the Creatures era, it was such an important, iconic, transitional period that I would love to see 
it expanded. I'd love to see what could, but, but, yeah, you know, I saying know. those are my two, you know, if kiss came out and said, here, we're taking, you know, pick, we're pay, taking dynasty as our next one. And we're going to expand it. If any album is expanded the way the destroyer box set is, it's going to be incredible. I mean, I'm not, you know, I may not be a huge fan of unmasked, but if that's what comes out, I'm buying it. If it's like this one. Yeah. And I mean, I think for me, like whatever, you know, whatever happens uh, and I'll, I'll take any of them, of course, you know, like because of our personal preferences, there are some that you'd be more excited about, but, and even the ones that, I mean, what if like the elder would be a box set, right? I mean, yeah. From a designer point of view, from Ken's point of view, as in terms like writing and photo research, there's only so much stuff that was done in that year. And a lot of it has been seen. But the good thing is we have all the, the high-res photos. We have the real deal. We have the we have the sh we have the shit to make something, you know. Uh, not just like low-res pictures on Facebook pages uh, that you take from, you know, other places. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 a challenge, and I think that's the part that's the really exciting part to um, deliver high-quality stuff, whether it's words or photographs reproduced exactly the way they should be reproduced or, a, or or an army kit you know with a few quirky things that are different not exactly like the original so idiots can't go like hawk it on ebay <laughs> um so, you know, so I, I talked about earlier it's always a concern you know you especially the people as you know you know well we're all friends you spend your whole lives collecting this stuff. Yeah. You don't want to knock off, you know? Hey, while, I, while we got your, I, maybe I missed this because I had to take care of some work, but um, the source tapes for the demos and, and stuff, are those from, re, are, are those from the band? Um, where did they get like for the, uh, you know, like none of your business and stuff like that? Yeah. While you were eating your baked CDs, uh mike and i talked about that <laughs> so you're just gonna have to tune in mark to get the answers about where the audio's from <laughs> work uh well, that's exactly what i'm trusting yeah no mark mark I, I i i don't know any of those answers i i i was not involved in any of the audio selection or sources or Right before I, I had to jump, I, I was telling you, I, I went into a little bit of a deep dive on the Destroyer stuff that I have. And, you know, like most collectors, I already have um, all a good chunk of that stuff. But I was blown away on the sound quality. I mean, they they really were really good. Because I was, I was, you know, that song, None of Your Business, I, I think most people who are watching the show would at least be familiar with it. By the way, I think Detective ended up releasing that song, but um, I really wish they would have finished that. That's one of Peter's best vocals ever. 
I don't know if, uh, and, and if you, and if you're unfamiliar with the song, none of your business, which they demoed for destroyer, you can go on YouTube and find it, but man, oh man, just he's singing his ass off. I don't know how they didn't finish that, um, tune, man. That's a, that's just a rocker. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's one of those questions like, dude, I mean, I I've heard like some Ben Halen songs that didn't make it on certain records. And I'm like, why like eh, it wasn't good well, enough a, a great example of of <laughs> like don't get me wrong, i think great expectations is pompous and, and it's fun and i get it and everything but like if they would have finished none of your business with as rocking a tune as it is i would have i mean even going back to my kid self i would have rather have had that song on than strings and all that i want to rock man that that you know that's what kiss was all about that's what i mean that's one of those songs you're like how did this not make it this is like everything that a kiss fan i think that's a question for bob ezrin yeah oh for sure yeah that i don't recall right now but that could be part of that uh, track by track uh, that uh, new interviews that ken did um because you know he he likes to ask those kind of questions um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff in this box. And I, I have to say for 200 bucks, you know, you're finally getting. Oh, yes, this is well, I, in my opinion, this, there was no question. This was worth $200. I mean, there's, there's I, uh, I, 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 honestly, I think I was messaging you. I'm like, got any idea on the price on this because the, the the link wasn't working because i was getting prepared for this is kiss the very bare bones of this is going to be <laughs> five hundred dollars seven hundred and fifty right. now i probably still would have spent it but when i saw 200 i'm like holy crap they're not raping me on this one All right no, I, I had a talk with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I honestly, obviously, this price point, I, it's none of my. You know, and and universal, don't think that means you can raise the price to five hundred dollars. Right. Exactly. This no, is gonna, gonna well worth it at two hundred bucks. Two hundred for the the basic CD. Then there's another what fifty dollars if you want the vinyl versions of the album. Yeah, I don't. I, I I think it's not even fifty bucks. Um, something on, but yeah, I think you know. There's there's these you know, voices that I seen like comments are like, oh, I wish you know the box set would include like the whole thing on CD, but also on vinyl. So you know, we went through a little thing called COVID last year, which shut down a lot of printing plants for yep. months and months, and created mass not just not just in in that industry, but obviously created massive backlogs like around the world in, in many industries, um, whether it's microchips and you know parts for cars and whatever. And it that's it's it's it, it's not possible to put, or it was not possible at the moment to put everything in one box and then sell it at a reasonable price. Uh, and then yeah, there's like that that one guy who said, "I just want the five CDs," and I, I remember thinking like, "Dude, 
we made a box set. That's the whole point of this is as we, you yeah. and I were talking, Tom, it's a box set. It's an experience. It's, yeah. it's a moment that you're, it's not just about the music alone. And it's and- kind of like, it's kind of like going to like a, you know, your favorite hamburger joint and you say, oh, I just want the meat patty. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, what the fuck? I mean, didn't you come in here to get a hamburger? No, I just want, I just want, I just want the, I just want the condiments. (laughs) (laughs) I just want the beer. I'm like, get out of here. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, as well as we do, Tom, you're never going to please every fan out there. And, and I, I will say, you know, I haven't even, seen this don't have it in my hands i i've only seen what everybody else has seen uh i can't imagine that when this doesn't show up i'm going to be going holy shit this is even better than what i thought it was going to be yeah and i think you know we we gave it some extra care in terms of the the, um the appearance of the box it's going to have a little sparkle to it and it's gonna it's gonna have some hopefully like a sort of a richness but coolness to it not a over the top but like a like a cool like really cool like vibe of uh with the printing and uh there's a lot of care put into all of those aspects and the papers that we chose for all the, the all the little extra pieces you know uh so i think i think it's gonna be a really fun experience um and yeah um, you know go finish up go ahead yeah i I, i'm excited to hold it in my hands as much as you guys are (laughs) you know as i said is it being an experience that's the important part yep it's just like when we were kids and we'd listen to the record and we'd go over every corner of the record you know and reading all the liner notes and again when i saw the minute I saw the video, it was funny, Tom, because I think I texted you that in your morning and you're like, hey, it just you did. You, I mean, you literally texted me, I think, about two hours before. And I wrote back to you and I said, I think an announcement is imminent. And I think literally like 10 minutes later, like I was on Facebook and like, boom, there it is. But as soon as that, as soon as I saw the video, I was like, oh, my God, I went right to my fucking, you know, my music library and just everything Destroyer related, because as soon as I saw that, you could see the, you know, the care and the passion that was put into that. And you could tell this wasn't just a, you know, a really rushed bullshit job. They're putting it out just to put it out. You're like, hey, this has got a lot of substance to it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I can honestly and happily say I, 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 I put it, everything I had in there because, you know, knowing that this is one and done, there's not going to be another destroyer project after this. This, this is it. This, this, you know, this, this is. Once it's sold out, that's it. So, you know being part of this kind of legacy and yeah coincidentally like um literally that the release date is uh almost to a day um since my first kiss project the box set the guitar box 20 years ago which came out on november 20th 20 years wow, ago wow that's very cool 
So it's it's a bit bizarre for me, like to because after I I done the the box set, I thought, well, yeah, well, at least I got to do a box set for well, Kiss. Yeah, you got to work with Kiss. You're happy. And, and and that's it, right? I mean, they're done. They're packing it in. There's no band. <laughs> Twenty fucking years later, <laughs> it's still happening. Um, uh, it's, yeah. You know, Tom. Before we we wrap up, um, you know, another thing that we'll get crucified if we don't ask. But I assume because you had no involvement in the audio, any discussions of video being included at some point? I know there was, but I don't really know why um, it hasn't been in, uh, included. Well, Quality-wise, I mean, going the versions of Anaheim are incredible, and they really are. I, I, I think. I think you think so? I mean, the stuff on YouTube. I've got it. I mean, and it's in the trading circles. My DVD of that is freaking beautiful. Um, of that show. I mean, that's one of those shows, though. Much like the first Cobalt show, it's dark. I mean, it's right. not a well-lit show to begin with. Matter of fact, that goes back to, uh, you know, when uh, they were talking about uh, the original Kiss Crew stuff. They, they said that, you know. But actually, that's a good point. Like, because when I was going through photos from the Destroyer U.S. tour, oh, a lot of photos were really dark, really dark. And, and, and when we talk about Kiss today... It's like it's vibrant colors. It's like it's like walking into a candy store. Yeah. Right? With spotlights on like crazy. And well, then you see these pictures from back then, and they're all very like almost like somber, like moody, like dark, like it could someone, be a black Sabbath concert, you know. Someone caught on pretty quick because the lighting just a couple months later on the rock and roll of the tour was considerably lighter. Yes. And, and that's yeah. literally months later. So I think, you know, I, I think some of that is, you know, trial and error, because I got to admit, one of the things that I thought just destroyer wise, maybe I'm in the minority. I love the whole concept of Gene's Castle. I, I, I oh, wish yeah. I would have kept that going because it was only on that tour. Mm -hmm. there's just not a ton of pictures of it, but the ones that are just fucking badass, you know, I, I love, I love that stage. And it's funny. Cause I said, I thought they should have recreated that for the kiss cruise. Cause it's just paper mache. I mean, if you look at it, seriously, <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah. Maybe on the cruise, it could look a little hokey. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, they did the tank. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's that yeah. was why I said I'm like, well, you know, that didn't look bad. It's it, it's all about creating that experience and the feeling is what it what it it's designed for. I, you know, I was going to say when it comes to the photos, you know, again, as Mark is fond of saying, timelines everything, and and just keep in mind, back in the mid '70s, no tour had lights like you see any band having light. Christ, there's bands now playing bars that have more lights than major arena shows had back in the 70s. It just wasn't commonplace to have all sorts of lights and all sorts of spots and all sorts of front lighting. And, you know, it it was, as you were saying, kind of a trial and error. The the industry was learning and and evolving 
it's you know it, it goes back to everybody is like that classic you know the alive two inner inner sleeve photo nobody will ever match this again and i'm like dude freaking every band is matching and beating that these days because back right. then if you actually look at that photo and count how many lights there are you're like there's fucking more lights on gene's side of the stage today than there is in that entire kiss stage right and obviously we know that wasn't even taken during the show <laughs> no yeah they, they, they literally set everything off all at once but the point being right. stages back then didn't have hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of light cans it mm -hmm. wasn't i don't know affordable it wasn't doable I, you know god knows the amount of heat that that many cans would have put out yes i was going to bring that up just as someone who's on stage a lot that those old school lights i mean back in the uh, 80s, yeah. up on the drum riser holy shit yeah man, like being i felt like kramer and seinfeld when he had the, <laughs> the rest. No, i I, re I remember days playing gigs so like like oh you break a sweat you know it's freaking hot up here you think i'm having fun no i'm not having fun <laughs> you know and, and and let's remember it today your freaking iphone camera takes better quality photos than cameras were taking back in the 70s yeah well look at look at a lot of old pictures sabbath even a visual act like alice cooper look at those the photos from the billion dollar baby store they're all dark they're dark mm -hmm. shadows yes yes tons of yeah them. it was just the way because that's how the concert industry was they didn't have again we grew up us the guys in our age bracket we grew up as that was being developed you know what i mean by the time the 80s hit they had it down where all the big bright lights and stuff but especially the stuff that i you know the purple black sabbath you look at those old photos man <laughs> it's they're well, all like one one thing i remember like when i started going to the bigger shows like remember how they would have like the pa towers yep. left and right for the stage but then all of a sudden i forget who he was it might have been Bon Jovi or somebody. All of a sudden, the PA is like hanging up there. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. hanging up there. There's no more like these like gigantic walls. That walls just of sound. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like it's hanging up there, and like it actually distributed the sound into the arena. Do you guys? Do you guys so remember when they used to have those walls of PA at at floor level? And the base cabinets were at the bottom. And if you were in the front row, <laughs> I kid you not, it felt like the base was going to dislodge a filling coming out of you. It was so yeah. pounding. Uh, yeah. That's when some of us lost a bit of hearing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, the beginning of it. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 to this day, remember when I saw, this must have been 1980-something, so Molly Hatchet, and for a week my ears were ringing after that concert. It was yeah. just, yeah, incredibly loud back in the day. I mean, technology across the board has improved for for concerts to the point now. Yeah, you go into a show, you know, you're going to get great photos because it's going to be well lit, you know, and they're yeah. they're aware of what the shadows are, and we do side lighting and backlighting, and mm -hmm. you know, different quality spots, and things have evolved. Absolutely. Well, Tom. So, yeah. We 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 appreciate so much. It's been two hours, and 
And oh, I really? know, <laughs> and I know we always say this, but something like this box that we could talk for another hour or two dissecting every piece of it. But it's so cool to have you take time out, sit down with us, talk us through what your involvement, putting this together. And, um, you know, all I can say is if you, as a listener, if you haven't ordered this yet, do it. This is going to, this is what we as KISS fans have been screaming for KISS to do for years. Yeah, I, I, I would like to think so too. I mean, you know, I'm not getting paid by the record company to make uh, public announcements uh, to be a salesperson, but, you know, if, if, if you're a true KISS fan and you say, eh, nah, you know, eh, then maybe you're not really a, a proper fan, I don't know. But I think this this is as cool as it can be with what there is and what we put in in terms of the time and, you know, the, the blood, sweat and tears over, so yeah, a, a good year of work um, uh, with everybody involved. And I just want to, and I'm not going to mention people by names, but everybody that provided stuff, you know who you are and I, immensely appreciate all your you know contributions because without all of the, you guys uh, this could not happen and the record company knows that so you know i i would uh, one thing that just hit me you know going back to that person who's like oh i just want the music well this has never been just about music right it's always been about spectacle visual larger than life and let's remember during the 70s one of the coolest things about a new kiss album was what were they giving us inside whether you know and it used to just be a sticker sheet a tattoo sheet one item a poster a a mini photo book Mm -hmm. that was the coolest thing in the world to get and this destroyer box set is like taking that concept that kiss did in the seventies and just exploding it with all sorts of goodies that you get with your music. Yeah. And, and some stuff that didn't exist before. And then some things like one, one part that I'm really proud of is the, the the replication of the tour program because scanning the original uh, program uh, by one of our friends and and I had to go in and, you know, retouch it and make, you know, because when you have an, a scan from a, from a printed piece, it, you have like a certain pattern going on and maybe some scratches and things and, you know, this and that. Uh, so trying to bring it back to life to what it was originally was, was, it was, it was a big task and it was just needed to needed to recreate it because there was no way to get a hold of the original files or films from you know forget it you know so yeah we did we did the best we could and i think we we, we did a pretty good job at it and um yeah i'm i'm super proud of it and yeah hopefully there's more <laughs> yeah my fingers are crossed you know just do 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 one of these every year yeah, do three of them a year. <laughs> <laughs> You'll take the work. We'll buy the yeah. product. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and, and, yeah, that's... We, 
And we always on, say- 600 bucks a year. <laughs> well, we always say this. It's like you, you fans, we scream that we want more. We want cool stuff. Right. They release something cool here. If you want them to do more, you got to vote with your wallet. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. If the if the record label goes back to Kiss and says, sorry, guys, we only sold 200 box sets. There's no interest in you guys releasing box sets. It ain't going to happen. Right. I mean, of course, I think that's going to be, I mean, uh, I don't know how many they printed for this thing, but um, I would think that it will sell out. And that it will say to the direct company, hey, there's demand, there's demand and interest. There's yep. demand and interest. Let's, you know, keep going. Um, you know, I mean, and yeah, like I said earlier, I think Gene and Paul are at a point, obviously, you know, we know how old they are or how young, how young and powerful and attractive. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, the, this is the time to to do this. I mean, you're going to wait another five or ten years. I'm not going to be interested when I'm 62 and designing a kiss box set because I, I want to live on some island in the Mediterranean, just like drinking margaritas all day. I guess <laughs> you know something like you know like time passes, time moves on, and. You know, there's there's a momentum that we need to that we have now. That well, you know, part of part of the band, kind of, the band is still here. The band is still well. That that that's it. You touched on that real briefly. You know, you're talking to people while they're still alive, not just the band members, but other people. And yeah. and and what you're doing, what a lot of people are doing now, not just with Kiss, but every band is documenting history before the person who knows that history is gone. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, that there, there, was a, there was a few discussions I've had with people about photos and photo contracts, certain photographers from that year, 76. And I said, you know what? I think, honestly, nobody quite really knows who owns this photo or that photo. The only person that could have given you an accurate response would have been Bill of Coin. Yeah. Yeah. The only guy, you know, in my opinion, maybe there's documentation that's probably gotten lost over the years and or trashed or whatever. But, you know, this guy says, oh, no, we own this. And that guy says, no, no, that's my photo. But what, you know, yeah. So we're talking somebody like who's passed like, some years now and oh i wish i could have talked to that guy you know, to bill about you know what does he what yeah what does he know about this what does he remember i mean you, you know, know. Back, back to you know none of your business maybe bill coin had absolute knowledge as to why that wasn't included you know right, right. Uh, we're, we're never gonna know you know, Sean Delaney, another great resource that will never be able to pick his brain. So part of what I see these box set as is a way to pick the brains of the people who are still there, still around. Yeah. And still might be able to remember. And it's really like, you know, I think just to kind of conclude, like when 
when we started on this project, um, and it, and particularly when it came to the writing, you know, I said to Ken, I said, you know, I I personally really want this to be a celebration of this this album, and we all know like the shit that went down in the studio and certain people didn't show up or certain people did, did, did all, all, all the the negativity right. i said i personally as a fan i don't want any of this i want the truth i want i want him to say well he didn't cut it so we brought in somebody else or he came in late and or so i play bass or you know all that kind of stuff and that's cool. That's not negative to me. That's just truth. That's just reality. But I, I said to Ken, like, I don't want any, like, oh, you know, those guys start doing drugs and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I don't want any of that stuff. Um, and so it's really, I think it's, you know, the, the words, actually, the text, I hope that's something that people are going to appreciate. Um, it's, it, there's because there's a lot of new stuff that um, people maybe didn't know or not in, exactly in that context. Um, new perspective, new <laughs> versions of of how, how things went down. But um, so yeah, it's I think it's 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 a it's a cool it's a great celebration of you know arguably but. Um, some people call the greatest Kiss album of all time. Uh, one of my favorites. I mean, De I think for me personally, Detroit Rock City, I think is the quintessential Kiss song. Um, so yeah, it's it, it. I mean, it's 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 been it's just it's just crazy, you know. For me, still, I'm talking about it like um, uh, <laughs> being involved in this. Well, again, Tom, thank you. Thank you for doing the project. Um, I think as KISS fans, we know if you're involved, it's going to be damn cool within the restraints that whoever the parties to be are, are putting on you. Um, yeah, but thank you for sharing okay. your insight into this. Of course, any, any time. <laughs> and we still have to talk about KISS Rocks Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> When's that coming out? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the uh, uh, yellow vinyl version just came out a few months ago. <laughs> yeah, the the yellow marble swirl. Yeah, right. don't get me don't get me started on all of those variants that every band yeah. is doing. I, I know, like you, you know, well, you know, I just you know was involved in the, the, the off the soundboard thing, and uh, somebody. <laughs> so, I don't know if I can repeat this online, but what did a guy call the? some semen sample <laughs> again you're never gonna i mean i heard from fans who are like oh off the soundboard i get that on youtube that's like fine then go get it on youtube we don't really give a crap because we're excited about this yeah i know it's and actually you know it's funny like that was a freaking challenge as a designer so i'm given the task no photos, no <laughs> visuals, nothing. Brown chipboard, text. They wanted to recreate the old school bootleg feel, right? Yeah, and of course, you know, like one of my favorite life albums is uh, Who Life at Leeds. So obviously, I hope some people like 
got the clue. That's kind of where I took my inspiration from um, with the sort of the, the stamp thing. And, you know, there's that, that was a, that was a design challenge in itself. Like you can't use anything. You know, mi minimalist is as challenging as throwing everything into the kitchen sink. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I was like, can I, can I like put like stencils of them on the front cover? Nope. Just brown chipboard, black ink, create some logo. That's it. Make it cool. I'm like, okay. <laughs> are you, um, are you working on anything right now for Kiss? Uh, actually, no, I just, um, just finished something that I, can't talk about it right now, but we'll, we'll come back to you in five years. <laughs> yeah, I know when when I break after I break my uh, right leg. <laughs> no, I mean I I think there'll be you know obviously there there will be more stuff. Um, again, some stuff is just discussions, and uh, other things are imminent or like I'm you know should be starting to work on soon but there's yeah. always there's always something in the kiss world being yeah. discussed planned worked on yeah exactly i mean there's there's i mean that, i think that that should be obvious to fans that yeah. you know things th things are in the work just like they're working on new t-shirts for you know the next leg of the tour there's going to be new you know, this new that, you know, there's always things are always being worked on. And um, so it shouldn't be a surprise if there's there, there, there'll be new things coming. Um, yeah, but you know, that they try to keep the surprise momentum. Um, you know, which well, I think know. they did they they did a good job with the surprise for the destroyer box set. You know, yeah, it's sort, it yeah. sort of just one day dropped onto our laps and everybody was just like, Oh my god. Well, and you know, kudos to uh, my team that I involved that nobody... Um, <laughs> nobody spilled the I, beans? Uh, yeah, because I, I told everyone, I said, you say anything online, I'm going to come kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to bring Mark Cheney with me. There That's you go. Right. That's right. Well, again, Tom, <laughs> um, two hours and 20 minutes of nothing but... Oh wow! <laughs> box at talk. So right. thank Before you so you much. Don't because I want to talk to you. After, so don't like don't hang up. Like when we stop, I just got a couple of questions real quick too. So. Let me let, okay. me let me let me let me hit the uh, stop button. Here. I love that conversation. So much great insight into the 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 creation and the production of the upcoming destroyer box set. I mean, Tom was the guy who led the charge. Well, I tell you what, the the best thing about people like. Of like Tom is their passion mat matches the talent level. You know, you're getting a 10 out of 10 for both. And he wants this. He wants to knock your socks off. He wants. Yep. He's a fan. So he wants, yeah, he wants it done right. He wants to be proud as a fan. And I tell you what, how gracious he was because he's absolutely right. You know, there were dozens and dozens and dozens of kiss fans that he reached out to, um, to help make this thing great. You know, and, uh, you know, it's an honor to be part of that, 
of those guys. You know what I mean? He, he literally reached out to people all over the world to make this the best freaking thing it could be. And, and you just don't get that from some corporate thing. You know what I mean? And again, that's how come I even brought up the, the Metallica ones earlier because, you know, Lars is passionate. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, and you can't beat passion. There's nothing worse than, and I brought it up before. I remember when I got the Alice Cooper schools out thing and like, what a whoever put that together just didn't give a shit. Well, you know, and, 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 and it, and it's funny you bring that up because that's one of the things I've always said um, about Gene when, when, when he first called me and offered me the opportunity to, to run, build and run kiss online, his reasoning when he went to the merchandising company was okay, somebody's going to run, somebody licensed the rights to do a kiss website. We don't want just some ad agency building the kiss website. We want somebody who's a kiss fan who understands what fans want and what's out there. They want that passion. And Tom, Tom is that when it comes to the design of these projects. I mean, again, just look at everything that's in this destroyer box set. And yes, you could sit here and go, well, what about this? And what about that? Yeah, there's always something. Can't include everything under the sun. But what we were getting, again, my jaw dropped. I was like, holy crap, how quickly can I give you my 200 bucks for this? Because I don't want this to sell out. So. Yep. And, and you know what, that's one thing that, you know, there's really, there's lots of famous rock bands, but few, if any, are more passionate than KISS fans. And the only way to make KISS fans happy is to have passionate people involved. And, and again, that's what you're getting with this just destroyer box set. And that's what you're getting with people like Tom, you know, you're getting people who know their shit and they're going to put their love into it. And, and again, as soon as I saw that video, I, and that was just seeing the video. I was like, yeah. <laughs> right to destroy start going through the demo. Like, Oh my God, I can't wait. I can't wait. I know. As soon as that video got posted online, I was like, I was messaging all of you guys. I'm like, did you see this? Holy crap. And I'm like, of course, Mark's probably seen it. Cause he was involved in this, but <laughs> still it was just like, Holy crap. You know this is just, fucking just cool. Seeing what like Tom and I would text or talk and you know, he'd like, Oh, you know, or, doing this or can you send me this or you know anything about this or you know can you tell me maybe if somebody else knows something you know it it was it was it was always we were talking about it but then to see the video of you know all this finished you're like oh my i was like again i was like oh my god is that awesome so yep 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 exactly exactly i think i think homework for this week is a simple question have you pre-ordered the destroyer box set and what do you think about the contents, the audio and all the other extras that are in there? What are you, what's your opinion? Oh, and I also, we do want to know what should be the next Kiss box set. Yes. What are your and, two? And what are your two? And what do you want to see in them? Yes. So yes. just don't go, just don't go creatures and like go creatures list, you know, five or six things alive, you know, or whatever, you know, I don't unmasked. I don't care. Whatever record. Fuck. You could use uh, asylum for all I care, but what do you want to see in there? You know and, what I mean? And, and don't limit yourself to, Oh, I just want demos or I want a, a live show. Um, I'm interested in what other extra goodies 
like the miniature tour book that's in this one or the kiss army kit that's in this are there other things from that album's era that you would love to see included in there you know what it's funny just because i said asylum and it came out of the nowhere but one of the things i have in my collection that uh, i only know a few other collectors who have it my my good buddy darren and the uk has one i'm pretty sure peer does as well um but you guys ever seen the stand-up from the holland oh i think so yeah it's 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 like 18 inches tall cardboard Yeah, I, I, I fortunately I have one. Where's Tommy with the little bell? But yeah, but that thing's super fucking cool. Well, what? Yeah, what if they made a six-inch version stand-up yeah. that you could, you know, sort of like the 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 uh, Love Gun that came in in vinyl, where you kind of assemble it, put it together, and you got a little mini stand-up on your desk. Yeah, the, you, you know what? For a live too, Mike, we got to get uh, we got to get David involved, and it ships with the little Sammy. <laughs> fucking exactly, <cold>. exactly. <laughs> uh, a, a cardboard pop-out sammy figure yeah um yeah let it, that, that that that's your homework i mean you know to tom's point this is about a celebration of destroyer so i'm really not interested in you griping and complaining that this audio wasn't in there or they didn't include this photo mike's back so is the band hammer exactly <laughs> you know what we're forget the haters we freaking won it's our show we're celebrating kiss and this is a fucking cool as hell box set that's all i'm gonna say i can't wait to open it up and just see what's in there mm-hmm. yep so um you know where to go to leave your answers and of course if you're watching or listening on youtube please subscribe follow us on spotify subscribe on itunes And I don't even know, I'm trying to wrap my head around now getting us back on schedule, but I will drop this little teaser. We've got, I don't know the date, but we've got a guest coming up who was a member of one of Simmons Records signings back in the 80s. It's his band. And he said he's got a ton of stories to share, which should be very cool. So we'll figure that out when and when it's happening i don't know like i said i'm just gathering my head around getting us back on cool content because yeah i'm sorry you guys suffered for a couple of weeks which is mark and Lisa talking about riffing <laughs> come on the hot chick and i were on fire the hot chick she's <laughs> the weather girl get her name you, right no. yes we miss you lisa hope you're doing well um all right that's it we'll see everybody next week So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.